Hi there, and welcome to All Things Montessori, a podcast devoted to discussing aspects of the Montessori approach to child development. If you're a guide in the classroom, a parent of a Montessori child, or someone who is just trying to learn more about it, we cover it all. My name is Rachel Larson, and I'm a Montessori teacher and an administrator, and I'm joined by Jamie Rue, AMI trainer and Montessori consultant. Hi, Jamie. Happy 2020. Happy 2020, Rachel. You know what I was thinking? It's been since last year since we did a podcast. (laughs) That's true. We had optimistic hopes of Mm -hmm. doing one more before the end of the year, but I know all, all sorts of things intervened. I know. I know. I got married. Yay. I have a new last You did. I know. (laughs) So exciting. It was a beautiful, amazing event. So it's so happy. I know. I know. Uh, How was your break? It was a nice break. I mean, I worked a lot of it, but I also had some downtime and, and family time. And I know you had a nice relaxing break. Mm hmm. I did in Hawaii. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yeah, I know. Actually, there's a there's a Montessori school in Maui, um, and I wanted to go visit, um, but they were obviously closed because it was over the winter holidays. Um, but yeah, I looked at the website. It looks beautiful. I don't know if I've driven past. Oh, you have. I've driven past. Yeah, it's up, kind of up on a hill. It's lovely, Um, but again, it was over the holidays, so it's hard to fit in visits when we, in the education world, to only travel at the time schools are closed. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. Oh man, but I can't imagine how fun it must be to be a Montessori teacher in Hawaii. That just sounds so cool. Yeah. Well, any place where you can have that sort of easy connection to the natural world. I know. I mean, just when I was there, I mean, there's so much cool wildlife, but I was telling you, we went snorkeling, we saw sea turtles and all these amazing fish, and then we saw some humpback whales, which was so neat. Um, And you just, you feel so connected to nature when you're there. It's just amazing. No, it's incredible. It just surrounds you. So we're back at Mm -hmm. it for 2020 and ready to get started on Mm -hmm. some other topics. I know this is the time of year when I was in the classroom where I would kind of, I would come back refreshed and having had a lot of time to reflect over the break and think about how I wanted to start, start the year with children. Yep. I know. I, there's a really amazing sense of your like energy or just refresh I think is the best word for it you come into the new year with just like a new perspective and that's why new year's resolutions and the new year can be so powerful um, because it's like a jolt of energy um, it's easy to just you know write down all the things you want to do and have all these big 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 goals um, and you want to implement all of right. them. <laughs> and the children come back. I loved the first year after winter or the first week after winter break because uh, the children have missed being at school and they're excited to connect with the materials again mm-hmm. and to dig into work. So I often found 
that first week back to be uh, a really incredible one because the children were also refreshed and excited to get into work. Oh, I agree. I always, I thought the exact same thing. And I remember sort of feeling nervous the first couple times because I thought, oh no, they're going to forget everything. It's going to be chaos. I'm going to have to backtrack and stuff. Um, but yeah, when they first get back, they it's fantastic. They're they finish the work cycle so easily almost because they're so excited. Um, or there's been like continuing projects that they want to get back to, or maybe they went somewhere over the break that they want to research. There's so much that they bring, I think, to the classroom right afterwards. And of course, everybody's happy to get back together too. The social cohesion is fantastic also when everybody gets back together um, because, you know, sometimes you need a break from the social aspect too. Um, so, right. You know? Right. So Rachel, when you were heading back to class after winter break, you know, tell me more about some of the things you considered or the big goals you had. Okay. Yeah. I, I would always, I'm, I am a huge new year's resolution person in general. Um, I don't, I, I just, I get really into it. And so I got really into it as a teacher as well. Um, and I almost found that I, I was trying to do too much, but the ones that I can really remember in my mind, I would always rearrange a little bit of the classroom. One time I did a lot of the classroom and it, it felt like too much. Um, cause I didn't want to throw the children off too much. Um, but one year I rearranged like one corner. Um, another goal of mine one year, I felt like I was, I was doing a lot of, um, you know, gra- grammar work and things like that. And we would read aloud every day, but I felt like there wasn't any um, kind of love of literature, you know, uh, poetry, those sorts of amazing works. And so that was a goal of mine to get really into that, um, which was super fun. And then a goal of mine always was to just do better at my lesson planning um, because I always felt like I did a good job but I would kind of get stuck in ruts a little bit you know I would I would sort of get stuck doing the same things and so when I came back I always tried to make my lessons really really you know things I hadn't pulled out in a while or trying something from a new angle or something like that so that was always another another goal and then one year my goal was like just going out was like just my goal like that was just it because I felt like I wasn't you know, I also, I was dealing with a younger class at the time, but still, you know, you can do a going out to the mailbox out front or, you know, there's so many things you can do with it. So those are just a few off the top of my head. Um, I did some of them well, some of them I didn't, you know, do as well, but you know, it happens. Um, what about you? How did you come into the new year when you were teaching? Well, I think sometimes I did do a little bit of rearranging because inevitably I was in the classroom over the break at least one day to sort Mm -hmm. of make sure everything was ready for the school year to start up again. And I, I love, I do enjoy a little bit of rearranging. It, Me it does too. just freshen <laughs> things up. Yeah. Um, and I always tried to then spend some time on some of those similar things, like thinking through, okay, like, wh- you know, reviewing all my records. What have I gotten to so far this year? What haven't I done enough of? Where do I need to put some energy into 
you know, the air, a particular area in the classroom so that I would spend some time in the environment to help me with that. Um, and also really uh, coming in with a renewed sort of focus on observation, because when the children have been away for a few weeks, they change. You know, yeah. there's new th- there's new things to see, especially in younger ones. You know, if be you know primary or toddler, you're gonna see new sort of skill acquisitions uh, in in some capabilities they have physically often. But even in the elementary, it may be that some particular concept has kind of suck, sunk in, and you have to observe to see that growth. So observation is really important. And since the children are usually really happy to be back at school, it's a great week to be, uh, or a couple of weeks to really be doing a lot of observation to inform your planning and your response to what they're showing you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really great point is the observation piece. Because winter break is, it's long, it's a long amount of time. And, you know, A lot of the time, the children, you know, in the first part, maybe they're doing holiday celebrations or traveling or something like that. But there's a lot of downtime, too. So, you know, Mm -hmm. those concepts, concepts or something might have just sort of sunk into their head or or maybe they got interested in something that they weren't quite interested in before. I've seen that happen where it's like I came back and one child was just really ready to do something I had to just like beg and plead them to do before or really try to be creative with before um so I've also seen that it's a it's a good amount of time away from the classroom Um, yeah and it's good for everyone to have mm -hmm. that opportunity for things to to sort of gel in their minds and for everyone to get refreshed and and re-energized but yeah it's important to really to really watch and see the child you said goodbye to in December may not be the exact same child that's coming back in in January or February or whenever you're back in class you know you may have some you know somebody new or somebody different Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's right and I think too it's important even though this is just my own perspective I don't know I think it's great to come into the new year with all of those lessons that you want to do and those new changes but I think it's also important not to overwhelm the children at the same time Uh, give them space to reacclimate and get excited be inspired but I don't you know I think you got to be a little careful you don't bombard them a little bit I don't know if you agree or disagree (laughs) yeah or I mean it's really going to be really watching the children we can sometimes come in armed with so many things we're excited about doing and feel like we're just going to be the best teacher possible and give a gazillion lessons but we have to reconnect with each child again too and Mm -hmm. we have to really assess where they are and observe and see what they're showing us so yes go ahead and do all that planning that energizes you and gets you ready for the for the winter here in the northern hemisphere but also be willing and quite ready to step back and say oh wow I didn't know that they'd totally get focused on you know ancient Rome over break. So I guess that's going to shift where I'm headed with this child. So that observation and reconnecting and, 
and making sure you have, you know, your check-ins with the children or individual meetings, all of those things are going to help to be sure that you're responding to, to uh, this child you haven't seen in a few weeks. Yeah. And use that energy to your advantage also, you know, like their willingness to be back at school and their excitement to be back at school, um, you know, really be there for the child and make them feel excited to be back because you're excited to see them too. Like, I think you're really right to make time to just connect with each and every one of them because, you know, they missed you over break. They missed being at school. It's like a second home to them sometimes. Um, I remember always being so excited to go back to school when I was young. Um, and that's a good thing, right? Like you want to welcome them back and say, this is your place of learning. Like, welcome back. We're so excited that you're here. (laughs) So, um, right. And it's also important to sort of, uh, reconnect with, uh, fellow staff, staff members and reconnect with parents, you know, Mm -hmm. Lots has changed over the few weeks, and it's good to to put some energy back into those relationships. And also to be thinking, if you've made some resolutions about things you want to do in the classroom, what's going to help you sustain those resolutions? Do you need an account, a layer of accountability put in place? And who at school can help you with that accountability? It doesn't have to be your administrator or head of school. I mean, it can be uh, the teacher next door or, you know, who's gonna, who you agree to have that person check in on you on this goal you've made. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'd really encourage teachers to put on their calendars now time to go observe in other classrooms. That mm-hmm. also will help you sustain some of your own resolutions and maybe make new ones. Um when you see how other people yeah Mm -hmm. yeah because I I think uh, we're all human beings and this just happens like you know your energy will ebb and flow and you're you're coming into the new year with a lot of a lot of energy a lot of excitement um and unless you're like the energizer bunny like that's going to diminish a little bit um and I think having an accountability partner is that's a great idea I didn't really do that. I guess I, I tried to do it all myself. I mean, my accountability person was like, I guess my boss making sure I was doing a good job, (laughs) but it's good to have a teacher peer or somebody like that being like, Hey, did you, did you end up doing that thing that you were talking about? Um, and look, there's no guilt associated with any of that. It's just a way to keep yourself on track. Um, because you'll feel better in the end. And also I think, observing other classrooms that's so inspiring anytime you can go and just observe another class watch the children at work you know it takes about 10 minutes and you probably already have a couple ideas of what you want to go back and try or maybe you were worried about something um or feeling like insecure about something in the classroom and then you go into another one and maybe you see the same thing or maybe you see a way to not do what you were doing that's happened to me before (laughs) it's just it's such a positive experience No, I mean, there's a lot to be said for simply the validation you can get from Mm -hmm. seeing and in another classroom and talking with another teacher. Yeah, I'm having the exact same problem. And that doesn't mean that we can always solve every problem, but it can be really helpful to know this is just, you know, this just happens. It's normal sometimes. Right. You know, like that's okay. 
<laughs> That's okay. Right. Um, so yeah, building, building those relationships either, you know, and people that help you maintain your own accountability for the things you want to accomplish is really, really helpful. And you can do it if you're working in a school where you don't have that many other teachers or other, you know, peers to help you. I mean, in your area, build a, a monthly, um, you know, gathering of teachers at your level. You know, we when I taught in Seattle, there were very few elementary programs. And so there were five or six of us that got together about once a month just to support each other. Sometimes we made materials. Sometimes we complained. Sometimes we were really <laughs> productive. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the kinds of systems to put in place. I mean, if, you know, there's institutional resources as well. Um, but sometimes just having that person nearby that you can talk to is really helpful. You just have to be at times creative on about finding it. Absolutely. I would say another accountability resource is the children also. because <laughs> I yes. found that if I was um, talking with them about certain lessons that they were interested in or, you know, during individual meetings or, or what have you, like they will remind you 100%. And <laughs> while it might, uh, it would always stress me out because I would feel bad. I was like, oh no, I haven't done that yet. Um, but I was really grateful for them being able to remember. And then for me thinking, oh, they really, really want to do that. Great. You know? Um, yeah, I would say too another thing that's important when you come back into the school year, you might not have to do it. No, you won't have to do it as extensively as in the beginning of the year. Um, but a good refresher on you know classroom etiquette, classroom you know how you run the classroom, what what the jobs might look like in the classroom, because I always think that's sort of a good thing to just sort of remind everybody that we're a community that works together. Um, so maybe taking a little bit more time to model like lunch or, you know, whatever, because again, winter break is a long time. And while this doesn't need to be obvious in a way, it doesn't need to be like, we're back in the classroom. So we have to do this. It's just sort of, that's another kind of refresher that you can give. I think the kids. Yeah, absolutely. They, they need reminders. And just because they knew it in December doesn't mean they remember it in January. And so, you know, especially this time of year after a long break, reminding them and supporting them and remembering the school procedures. Don't get frustrated um, because it's just natural. I mean, mm-hmm. adults adults forget procedures too or mm-hmm. get lazy in them at times. So, yeah, you know, we just absolutely. have to, we just have to nurture and support, support them with that. Yeah, yeah, because absolutely. when when children know the rules and the limits, they feel safe. They know exactly where they can go within those limits, right? And they're and they're gonna feel better about that. Um, yep. So yeah, that's another another it, thing to do. And when they're home or at grandma's or whatever they did over break, all of those limits have been inconsistent for a while. So they Ooh, just yeah. need to mm-hmm. they just need to be reminded. <laughs> Yes. Of what, you know, what we expect at school. Mm -hmm. And we can have high expectations. That's okay. But we just have to remember that, yeah, they might need a little support and nurturing and in relearning them after break. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing, uh, once, you know, when you're doing all these refreshers on, you know, classroom, you know, the way of the classroom, 
uh, which is what you would do in the beginning of the year, which is what made me think of this. Um, definitely do some games, introduce a new song, do fun stuff because, you know, we're there to learn, but also everybody's there to have a really nice time too and to have fun and everybody's missed each other. So it's, it's a good to end the day or the, one of the work cycles with a fun game or something like that, you know, to get, ev- yeah. to get everybody back on the same page. Yep. A lot of community building and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, they may need practice and building up to a full work period again, which is fine. So, you know, you can end the work period early and play a group game or learn a new song or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, it's, well, I guess in the Northern hemisphere, it's, this is, you know, January, February, and March are pretty cold, and they can get a little dreary, I think, especially, I mean, I live in Virginia, but it can get pretty gray and dark, um, you know, so there's not a lot of time to, like, go explore outside, and, I mean, you can go look at the winter, you know, winter scenes and things like that, you know, but it's not as easy in the winter, um, so you kind of have to be a little bit more creative in the classroom and in that way. So maybe um, think about really interesting things or big projects or, or avenues you can take that are, are good inside projects. <laughs> um, right. Because you don't have the opportunity. I mean, you can definitely go on a winter hike or a winter nature walk. Of course, you can still go outside. It doesn't get bitter, bitter cold here. Um, but it's it's good to have those in your back pocket because these months can get a little, they can just get a little gray, you know? Yeah, everyone can get a bit stir crazy. Mm-hmm. Although, yeah, as much as you can get them out and help everyone to have the appropriate clothing so that they can be out and no matter what their weather, I think it's really important. Oh, yeah. I used to I used to have a book called um, Recess at 30 Below and about what schools do in Alaska in the winter. They go out every day. Oh, that's Um, so cool. Right? So Mm -hmm. we have to keep in mind that we can build, you know, as long as as you're at a school where the children all have the uh, access to the appropriate clothing for the Mm -hmm. weather. Mm -hmm. Yeah, getting out as much as possible. Because otherwise, this time of year can get very stir crazy for all of us. uh, The Mm -hmm. dark and the cold and everything. Absolutely. Yeah, so... Don't just, um, I, I think it's just, it's easy to fall into a little bit of a routine and yeah, it's as easy as bringing, you know, bring, have the children bring snow pants and snow boots or rain pants or whatever, mittens, gloves, all of that. And you could even, you know, have some extras on hand. So if someone forgets, they're not going to panic and, you know, and definitely getting outside. And if it snows, it's so fun to go outside and play in the snow. So there's right. lots of, yeah fun things I love the winter but a lot of a lot of people don't but I like the winter a lot um I love when it's crisp and it's so clear in the winter you can see so many things and everything's just so beautiful um so definitely try to take advantage of that also too you know being in a new season you can incorporate that into a lot of lessons um when I was doing my whole literature I want to you know (laughs) do more with that in the classroom I did a lot of um uh poetry about winter um you know how to really paint a winter scene with words I really used the season to get into that um which was fun for me yeah yeah absolutely 
yeah, get those kinds of things out and, and anything that can pique their interest. Study the the different shapes of snowflakes and the structure that snowflakes can have, you know, do those kinds of things and take advantage of, you know, when it starts snowing in the middle of a school day, like it did for many in our area today, there is no point in trying to stay focused on your plan. Shift no. gears and stare out the window and <laughs> and study snowflakes. Um, yeah, so all of those kinds of things can help in these darker months um, before spring arrives for us here in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, and and also, um, as you're thinking about like accountability mechanisms for your goals, um, the other thing that can help you with that is making sure that you attend some professional development opportunities at this time of year, especially. Um, Absolutely. You and know, I, there's that. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and I, th- I think it's, um, I don't think it's any mistake that the refresher course is right in the middle of these <laughs> months, <laughs> because I can't think of any other time I'd really want a refresher course than in the middle of February. <laughs> like, it just seems perfect to me, because that just yeah. seems like such a lull that you could get in in the classroom. Um, so I'm talking about the AMI refresher course, which is such a wonderful weekend full of inspiration lecture and learning and this year it's in it's in Bellevue right near Seattle yeah it's east east of Seattle so yeah AMI USA does a refresher course every year uh in February um AMS does their annual conference every year usually I think in March uh and there's a number of like you know regional and more localized uh, professional development events that go through the winter and early mm-hmm. spring. So take advantage of those if you can. It you know it's great to get in person at a at a professional development event because it's not just the speakers that you hear, even though those are always valuable. But it's who you sit next to and who you meet at lunch or in the bar or, you know, it's the it's the ability to be around a lot of colleagues um, for a, a, you know, a good chunk of time to really build um, re- your refresher, you know, refresh yourself. Oh, yeah, it's so true. I mean, the networking possibilities are just fantastic. And, you know, you get to connect with other Montessorians. We all are passionate about basically the same thing um and it's such such a deep passion right you could just talk forever about it so it's always so so much fun um definitely you just you know you can look up online like what training centers are nearby because then they're going to be the ones hosting a lot of these kind of events um and yeah there I, I can't stress enough there are also a lot of webinars too that you can attend um in person is obviously prefer uh, preferable um but anything, you know, anything works. Um, anything, whenever you're just feeling a little bit, maybe a little bit uninspired, maybe a little bit in a rut, um, those always are really good medicine. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and I would say the other thing, too, is you get through this exciting time with resolutions and then those start to waver or you need some support or guidance always reach out to trainers and training centers as well. Um, Whether it's to go to professional development or just 
to schedule a time to chat and get some support or guidance. Um, so those are, you know, that it's, this is the time of year when we go in with resolutions and the key is really working at ways at sustaining them or being realistic and, and forgiving of ourselves if something gets in the way of us accomplishing our resolutions. Absolutely. Right. Because look, we can't do everything you, you know, the children think that you're a superhuman, um, but you know, as a teacher, you're just you and you can put your best foot forward and the best energy you have. Um, but it's also okay to cut yourself a little bit of a break. Um, because you know, the most important thing is being present in the classroom and being there for those children and offering them Montessori. That's it, you know? Um, and it just, the, the new year just started. So take it day by day. Um, and, and then allow the children to, you know, get reacclimated and show you how excited they are to be back. It's lovely. Such a fun time. Yeah, it's, it is a really fun time of year. Mm-hmm. So fun. Well, everyone, good luck with all your resolutions. And hopefully we see some of you at one of, you know, some professional development ev- event sometime. That would be so fun. <laughs> yeah it would be great I know because we'll both be at the AMI refresher course um looking forward to it can't wait um but yeah if anybody has any questions you can definitely email us um our email is allthingsmontessoripod at gmail.com we do check it I promise um and we will respond to you so please please email us whenever you need um or just if you have a question we're happy to we're always there for you so yeah well happy new year rachel oh thanks jamie happy new year to you too (laughs) new decade new decade so many possibilities